Welcome to the Biz Bros Podcast. We got Mr. Eli Libby right here with me. My name's oh, yeah. Kyle Nelson. Yep. We're the co-hosts of our podcast. Hope everyone's doing good in their uh, in their car if they're listening to us. Maybe they're watching us visually on the interwebs. Hopefully. Hope everyone's having a good day. Um uh, beautiful weather here in Central Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> weather man report. Well, what do you got? It's, it's great. Uh, today, really cool topic. Something that we're very passionate about. Um, some things, it's kind of something that I feel like we all kind of learn over mm-hmm. time. And it's things that we don't really notice that are holding mm-hmm. us back. And so uh, today we have someone that's a cultural, corporate cultural expert, international speaker and author, CEOs, work with Fortune 50 companies, championship teams, so much more. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about how to break that ingrained, ineffective habit, habits that are mm-hmm. holding us back when we didn't know they were holding us back. So today's guest is Larry Olson, international speaker, author, podcast host, and executive coach, years of experience working with 50. Fortune 50 companies, championship teams, and entrepreneurs on establishing their vision and sense of purpose. His passion is about providing individuals and teams quick, actionable guidance on how to break ingrained, ineffective habits that they did not even know were holding them back. And his best-selling book, Get a Vision and Live It, is helping people learn how to change their attitudes to align with their visions. So welcome to the show, Mr. Larry Olson. Yes, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here. I appreciate you guys having me on. Oh, it's an honor. We are very excited for, yes. our, for our conversation. Um, I think we're going to learn a lot, and specifically and the listeners, too. Yes, absolutely. Well, let's jump in. So, Larry, tell us a little bit about your background, kind of in entrepreneurship, some of these highs and lows that you went through to get to where you are today. Well, I, I, I started out uh, in other businesses before I developed my own and uh, found myself unemployed. I got fired as director of operations of a multi restaurant chain that was exceeding numbers. And uh, I come to find out that I had been the fifth director of operations in six years. Probably should have done a little research before I I got involved in that. But it was a great learning lesson because it put me in a position just being newly divorced and trying to find a job that would just cover the child support was being Mm -hmm. challenged. And um, so I ended up deciding that why don't I just go ahead and run with what I already know it's, and I'd been using it poorly. I had been imagining myself unemployed and how tough my life was. And mm-hmm. as the brain operates, the reticular activating system takes off, which is, you know, when you, you buy a new car, you see a lot of them just like it down the road. And what it does is it screens information for us and it only allows us to see that which is on our mind. Otherwise, we'd have way too much information. So I was seeing everything to confirm that I was in a pretty sad strait. So I, I got an idea that I ought, to, I ought to start my own business since I'm not mm-hmm. able to get involved in another one that'll remunerate me that will satisfy the needs that I have. And, and I got a phone call. Mm-hmm. And it, honestly, like within a minute of that, and it was a gentleman down in Houston, Texas that runs a multi-chain uh, automobile dealership. And they were number eight in the country, very successful. And he said, I hear you have your own business. And, um, and I, said, I said, you do? And he said, yeah, buddy of mine said you were the instigator of the success in their organization. And that had been when I was involved with another organization. And he said, um, and he told me you had your own company. And at the time, my daughter was in the room. So I had company. So I said, yes, I do. 
And uh, he said, well, I don't know why we'd need you. We're very successful. You know, we're already number eight in the country. Um, and he said, we got a great team. And I said, great team, huh? I said, let me ask you a question. You're the general manager, correct? And he goes, yeah. I, you've got ownership? He goes, absolutely. And I said, when you were growing up and you were picking teams, I bet you were the captain. And he goes, why well, do you know that? You know, <laughs> it's not those, duh. And I yeah. said, how do you think the kids felt that were picked first for the team? And he goes, wow, they felt great. I said, mm -hmm. how about the ones that are picked last? And there was a pause over the phone, you guys. Mm -hmm. And he said, how do I get you into our company? Wow. Which kind of wow. shares the quality of this guy. Wow. He wanted everybody to come along. Yeah. Wow. And that's, uh, that was the beginning of, of uh, putting together what I'd learned throughout my life about the brain and neurology. And, and um, I put a program together and started out down there. And in a year and a half, they were number two in the country. Wow. Uh, and they'd only changed one person. And that was the only person in the company that didn't want to change their mind. Wow. And that basically is the business I'm in. It's those ingrained habits and attitudes that we develop mm -hmm. when we don't even know we're doing it. Mm -hmm. um, you begin to understand people. You begin to have expectations of their performance. Right. And, you know, a great, ex a great example of this, of how many times does somebody have to be late before you recognize the person's not punctual? Right. Mm. Three, three strike roll usually. Mm -hmm. Right, right. <laughs> now, here's what's interesting. You received that evidence through your eyes, didn't you? Right. Mm -hmm. And it gave you a neurological understanding, um, created some dendritic connections under that person's name and punctuality. Mm. And so when they showed up on time, somebody got sarcastic. Yep, it's so true. That's what would happen. Yep. Doesn't it? Would you oh, watch very common? And here you just witnessed punctuality, right? This is what's interesting about the brain. The brain really loves routine. It doesn't like to get itself in new situations if possible mm -hmm. because there's fear factor involved and the brain is designed to keep us safe and protected. You know, we all know about the amygdala, the fight, flight, freeze. And yep. but what we don't understand is every experience we've ever had since we popped out of the womb is giving us information on how to handle the next one. Mm. And unfortunately, many of those experiences weren't positive, which when you learn how to grow, you recognize that failures are more important than successes because that's where you mm -hmm. learn. But people start to develop an identity of themselves based on the feedback they get from the test they got back in school or the comment that the girl made when they asked mm -hmm. her to dance or whatever the scenario may be. And unbeknownst to themselves, this information is rallying for you so yes. that you can win at being right, but not at being successful. All right. <laughs> there it is. And that's a wrap, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all about like, Early childhood programming, right? It's like the way that you program your brain in the environments around your children or in school or the friends that they have. You're all getting programmed a certain way, whatever that is. And it follows you for the rest of your life. Absolutely. I know you were. You can go ahead and say you were going to say it, but I don't know about that. But it's like ingrained. You've got an attitude about you. Exactly. He's picking up on this guy.
<laughs> no, oh, I think man. that's so true. But I think being being um, I think what you're going to talk about too. What we talked about, <clears throat> we did this size seminar, um, personal growth, personal uh, success. Course. It was like a boot camp that we did together. Oh, but okay. Pro- programming. We learned about programming and kind of how that's what Kyle just said. But being being self aware, understanding when that habit might be coming out, or and then figuring out different tools to kind of break that habit. But first, you have to be self aware that you're doing that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. In order to fix it, and I, you were touching on it, so absolutely, you bet. Most so, important. so when you're when you're talking to teams or individuals or um, whatever it may be, how are you picking up these habits? Where yeah. how how is it? You having like one on one conversations? Are you doing team events? Are you doing assessments? How does that work? I'm asking questions. I'm, yeah. and my, my first question is, what is the ideal outcome? That's my first question. You know, the the book Get a Vision and Live It is all about. Mm. We don't have the vision. We don't go into school expecting an A, then we'll settle for other grades. If we don't expect positive outcomes, and I'm not talking about positive thinking, you've seen positive thinkers, you know, mm-hmm. people with a big smile on their face and, mm-hmm. they go, How you doing? and they go, I don't have a clue. And <laughs> so true. They just heard if you think that way, wonderful things will happen. And so as you ask questions in an organization, you begin to find out what they want. And then the most serious question is, is what situations, thoughts, or feelings are keeping that from happening? Mm-hmm. And that's where I find out whether or not this is a lane that I can play in. Because I think that's really important for any consultant or anybody in business is to know where your, your strengths are and, wh- and where you're at your best. You can always yeah. develop other areas, yep. but never lead from those. Absolutely. It sounds like, Larry, you're just an amazing observer and listener. Like you can come in and probably read that body language and kind of feel how that person is. Like you said, over the phone, you can pick up that he was the captain. I think just for our audience, just um, being a good observer, a listener, and then being able to kind of dissect and then go down the right path is kind of what you're trying to allude to. Absolutely. And the other thing too, is to raise self-esteem while you're growing Mm -hmm. something. And more often than not, we've been brought up with uh, stop doing that. Or what were you thinking when that happened? And it's degrading. And so you've really got to get a culture that recognizes that we have got way more opportunity for us than we do results. And unless we raise our own expectation of what's possible, and we can't do that, by, by just hoping that it works. We have to understand the science behind how we operate to begin with. And I share enough science, not to get anybody's eyes to glaze over, but mm-hmm. to overcome their own skepticism so they can't say to themselves, well, you don't know what I'm going through. Yep. I can see where you're, you know, they can get into this, they can, I can't kind of mindset, which is very limiting. That, that's so cool. I love in the the one sheet that we were presented, um, corporate culture expert. I think when in our organization we really focus on culture. It's one of our. It's, huge. it's probably right. the number one pillar that we stand on. Really focus on culture, positive attitude, like you said, self esteem, confidence, all those different buzzwords. So when I saw that, I was super attracted. And being okay to celebrate failures. Yep. Like we always try to make failures not something that's a negative and bring them mm-hmm. down. We celebrate them. We well, find you're out. So enlightened. Huh. I'm proud of you. You're enlightened. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's true though. It's like, yeah. you, know, you got to find the opportunities in every failure and our team loves that. Mm-hmm. We have a gong in our office. Oh, do you? There's successes. Every time there's a success, if someone wants to go hit it, they hit it. Everybody stops. We clap. We say, well, what happened? What happened? Well, there's a sale, client happy, 
or just whatever, good feedback, we hit the gong. But sometimes we hit the gong for failures because uh, it, it allowed us to understand and kind of, mm-hmm. you know, flip that stepping stone over and see all the the bugs that are destroying underneath. I don't know. That was bad. But anyways, I, you know, we love it. We love it. So well, you I, know, I'm, in, I'm in, the seminars, in the seminars I do, I've got a program called Life, which is an acronym for Lessons in the Fundamentals of Excellence, and it's. It's a day and a half, and when people come out of it, they recognize that the only person that's holding them back, needless to say, is the one that's looking back at them in the mirror. But rather than that being a bumper sticker, they learn what to do about it. And and I do a little exercise where I tell them, imagine I'm like three years old and I've never picked up a cup before, and there's a cup sitting there, and then I, I go to pick the cup up and it tips over. And when you do this live, you know, the person sitting there is kind of like, oh, what oh, happened? Yeah. And then I'll... I'll say, what just happened? How'd I do? And the person will go, you failed. And I'll go, <laughs> don't hold back. Here. You know, okay, so it didn't work. So right. I'm tenacious. I'm a little kid. I don't know any better. So I try to pick it up again, and it tips over. Well, after a while, I'm going to recognize that I'm not a good cup picker-upper. Mm-hmm. Or I'm not a good golfer. Or I'm not a good, you know, you name it, dancer or whatever. And it's such a such a false reality, but it happens so regularly, day in and day out in people's lives where they judge themselves by experience. So I asked them, what do I need to do to be a good cup picker-upper? Mm-hmm. And you get this pat old answers that we learned in school. You need to practice. Mm-hmm. You need to learn how to do it. You need to rehearse. You need to mm-hmm. on and on and on. And I'll go... Well, let's just think about this. Outcome is everything. Instead of failure in your way to outcome, have the outcome first, right? Which you guys know all about culture. And so I said, all I need to do is I need to first see myself as a good cup picker upper. And then when I tip it over, I go, that didn't work. Instead of saying, I don't work. Hmm. Ooh. That's really good. You follow me? Right behind you, Larry. It's all about perspective. You guys are fun. I'm, I'm really <laughs> enjoying this. Thank you. I, it, yeah, it's all about perspective in life. It's like you gotta you gotta understand like there's it, it, every failure and every success is not one sided, right? Mm-hmm. It's like there, there's there's always yeah. something else that you yeah. can look at to learn from. Mm-hmm. Are you touching on like visualization as well when you, when you talk about that? Yeah. Yeah. That- I'm, we're doing that always anyway, right? Yeah. Anytime we have a conversation with ourselves, we're, we're, we're visualizing, if you right. will. And people have such a misunderstanding of that. But it's something that we do naturally. And the unfortunate mm-hmm. thing is in our society, which is so fear-based and focused on what's wrong and almost a little bit mean-spirited sometimes. Oh, yeah. um, it just really gets people to the point where they're not listening any longer Mm -hmm. and they're doing enough to get people to shut up. And that really holds a company back when, when a leader has an attitude about their people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even in one of the worst attitudes is this guy's the best I got Mm -hmm. because now how do the rest of us feel? And this is why you have a lot of turnover, right? You know, you're not first or last, right? Yeah, the whole engagement concept is is thrown out the window. Um, and it's like you guys talk about it. You've got to be you got to be celebrating right. yep. 
But the celebration has to be not praise. It has to be recognition. It has to be specific because right. then you're reinforcing the behaviors you want, right? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Love that praise. So I'm I'm kind of looking I'm kind of looking at the one sheet that we got sent okay. over at you, and it and it mentions achievement acceleration company. I'm 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 kind of feeling what that might be through our conversation, but could you kind of, I know I'm kind of, I'm literally going <laughs> right lane, but I, I'm just, I'm, I'm curious about that. Cause I keep that key. I keep looking at achievement acceleration company. What, what does that mean? What is that? Well, everybody wants results, correct? Right. And, yeah. and typically most organizations do projections and they do it for budgetary purposes. Mm -hmm. The challenge is, is when things go tough, they can change the projection. Hmm. After all, okay. look what happened. Right. Who expected COVID, right? Uh -huh. I mean, we can always find a reason to shortchange ourselves, to hold ourselves back, to build ingrained, ineffective habits, if you will. Right. And so achievement acceleration is, is learning how to pay attention to the end result. You know, Covey, start with the end result in mind. Right. Yep. And getting into the idea behind how do I do that? Um, you guys are probably familiar with uh, W. Clement Stone. Nope. Nope. <laughs> the dead pilot said I was trying to, trying to cut him before we off the podcast. He was an industrialist back in the early 1900s who was multimillionaire. He was also an inverse paranoid. Mm. He honestly believed the universe was conspiring to do him good. Mm. So Whoa. think about his vision. That's sick. First thing he said when he got up in the morning, and imagine this now, oh. and I challenge all your listeners to start doing this. Okay. First thing before they think about anything else is they state this to themselves. They state this to themselves. Something wonderful is going to happen today. Mm. Now, what you just did is you just now turned on your, your reticular is always on. Are you familiar with the reticular activating system? Touch uh, on that real quick. Yeah, the reticular. Okay. It's a net-like group of cells that connects the spinal cord to the brain. And okay. since we have over 30 trillion bits of information that we could become aware of every second, 30 trillion bits of information <laughs> a second, imagine if we paid wow. attention to all of that at once, right? It'd be blackout, wouldn't it? You wouldn't be able to pay attention. Yep. So what the reticular does, it's like a good executive secretary. It doesn't dump tons of mail on you. It just gives you the stuff that's important, correct? Who determined it was important? Mm. Correct? Mm. We are the executive of our own lives. We determine what we're going to see and not see. Now, the brain is considered teleological, needs end results. It's considered robotic, if you will. It just pays mm. it. The subconscious pays attention to whatever we say to ourselves. Does not challenge us, does not question us. That's the job of the conscious mind. Mm -hmm. So every time we are thinking about anything, we are creating a dendritic connection. And if we think about it enough, it creates a pattern. It proteins form and create a dendritic pattern, which now we call a habit or an attitude. If we want to change that, we can't just say, I'm not going to do that anymore. That's like saying, don't think about a black dog with white ears and a red dog house. You're done before you start. Just <laughs> the power of words, right? Yep, right. yep. So when, when, you, when you, like I mentioned before, I remember when I bought this Triumph um, motorcycle back mm -hmm. in college. 
it was unique. There was only one I'd ever seen. I saw four in the next week <laughs> because so, I had made it now significant, hadn't I? Yeah, that's true. Otherwise, can you imagine going for a ride with somebody and say, look at that house, look at that door, look at the street. Because yeah. <laughs> we don't do that. Right. So to program yourself for success, to answer your question, to accelerate achievement, you have to have that on your mind. And you have to understand that that's your frame of reference. That's what everything mm -hmm. is filtered through. Now, from a scientific perspective, your reticular is open to something wonderful happening today. Right. And you start to see it. I got on this podcast for crying out loud with a couple guys that actually get what I'm talking about. Absolutely. Yeah, we like to act like we do. Yeah. But, yeah, and act like it. At least you're good actor. They're <laughs> doing the smile and laugh. Yeah. <laughs> and actually have personalities. So kudos. I, you know, I think the first thing that you said really stuck to me was how the how you said William, what'd you say the guy's name was? The Oh, W. Clement Stone. Paranoid that the that the inverse, universe inverse him inverse. Did. I have never heard never that heard before. That like okay. everybody is paranoid that the universe is going to do them bad. I mean, that's everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Just a quick little paradigm shift in your brain like that and just reverse it and think differently can do wonders in your day. Like you bet. Anything. it doesn't matter what part of your life it is. Yeah. That's mine. That's something. I'll and that's do. where, and that's where the achievement gets accelerated. Right. Because now people aren't looking at things the same way. My company's called a Pernio, which is a hybrid of two terms. The aperture of the camera is how the image gets in. Oh yeah, and Neo, and Neo in Latin for for new, so it's new perspective. And what I what I teach is be able to look at the same differently. That is such a cool name. Wait, what was the last part you said? Look at this. What was that? Look be at the able same. To look at the same differently. Wow. To go home to the, tonight and not see the family the way you've always seen them, because you have a you have a global attitude about your family. Mm -hmm. You know how to treat this kid, how to treat that kid, but right. you, what you stop doing is is letting them grow and develop and become mm. by so, asking questions. That's amazing. That really speaks to us. We're we're, we're in the video production and photography space. Okay. That's a bit. Talk about results driven. Our our company's name is Results Imagery, so we're right. always putting out there results based. Yeah. Service. You know, kind of. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Apernia. That's such a. Yes. Wow. <clears throat> so I think this is a great, I mean, we've been going everywhere and it's just, it's amazing. Um, coming back to the topic though, about how to break some of these ingrained habits. Um, one of the ones you just touched on is waking up in the morning, I think, and saying something great is going to happen to me today. I think most people wake up and just instantly start thinking about the day or whatever it might yeah, be. Brush your teeth, uh, whatever. Yeah, exactly. So let's talk about some different things that you help influence people and in helping them break these different habits and first maybe becoming aware of those habits and then helping them break that. What are some different like ways that you go through? Thing too. Yeah, and yeah, and common habits that you find. Um, yeah. well, the defeatist attitude is probably the most common attitude that I find mm -hmm. even with high performance people. And it's called being practical. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and what is that? What is practical? Right. I mean, the fact that we got out of the womb was impractical. Yeah, right. We were the chosen. The odds of the sperm hitting the egg are, right. are make the lottery something that you can win every day. Absolutely. I mean, and, and, and the gift we got was life. So <laughs> when we start to recognize that we already got the gift and we're living it now and all 
all our reality is, is what we've been able to allow ourselves to imagine. Then, then why do we let these circumstances stop our imagining? Right. Just because you guys tell me, oh, Larry, you're the most boring human being in the world. I can let that kind of bother me for a moment. But then I have to really put it into perspective. And this is part of this change that takes place is I got to find out what your story is. What kind of a day did you have? What yep. went on for you to say that to me for crying out loud? Or mm -hmm. what else? I'll find a way to limit you. Or I'll cut you out. Yeah. And, and this is what the problem with sarcasm and teasing in organizations is people don't recognize the impact that it makes. So one of the things with change mm. is to first recognize that you can. Mm. Okay. And don't try this stuff. You remember those Saturday Night Live deals? Don't try this at home. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't don't try to wake up in the morning and go, something wonderful is gonna happen today. Because that's a skeptic attitude. Yeah. Right. Now the first time you don't see something wonderful, you're gonna go, Well, I tried. Yeah. Yeah. No, you gotta proclaim it and mean it. Totally. You do. And people and have to recognize yeah, they already thing. have. People have to recognize they've already claimed it, but they've claimed limiting beliefs. Mm. Wow. I love the so point. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. It's getting it's 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 knowing that you've already claimed it, but getting rid of those limited beliefs and just living how you're supposed to rather than saying limited beliefs yeah. is reality. I'm gonna try to claim, proclaim that, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. there you go. I love the point you made in the very beginning, which is you were born like this is like the, the the best thing that could it's ever happen. Gift. It's just, it's, gift, it's yeah. truly the gift. Um, a habit that I do. I, I took that, um, Gary Vaynerchuk says something very, very similar. He says, we're born. Like that's the best thing, best thing to be grateful for. Um, ever since I heard that every morning in the shower, I basically go through this whole list of what I'm grateful for. Just being alive. Kyle. Health. Kyle. <laughs> I mean, I checklist of just, um, but now Larry, Bark. Yeah. <laughs> Larry. Larry, yes, then I gotta add that. I gotta, I need my notepad. Uh, yeah, you gotta take um, a long shower here. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, drought. Um, I, <laughs> I really do believe in that, though. I really do believe, yeah, that no, totally. It's just the biggest gift we can get, and nothing else can get worse. I don't, I don't know, I'm going with that, but I, I know what you're saying. But you're too, your behavior, both of your behavior personifies that you do. Right. Mm -hmm. You don't even have to speak it. I mean, you just yep. have to show up mm -hmm. and people are impressed. People are, are taken back. People are in wonderment. People want to, you know, it's infectious. They want to become a part mm -hmm. of that. And that's the kind of culture organizations need to create where right. people are looking forward to work, not this, this, these bizarre labels that will millennial will only be the job two yep. to three years. Okay. We'll put that into their mind. You now we're looking forward to first opportunity out of this place. Yep. I'm just building my resume. Totally. I think right? you that in the startup world, we've heard that our whole career is whatever, what eight out of 10 startups fail. Oh, yeah. Like you got to make it past five years and then, you know, you're making yeah. it. It's like, nah, yeah. I think we use that as fuel though. Yeah. You use it as fuel. I guess that's a little different. Though. It is totally different. It is different. Yeah. When it's you go, all you, that's, that's very different. Larry, to your point, um, Kyle and I, we, we preach about how we want every employee to come to work, kind of dread that Friday afternoon, having to go home and, and really looking forward to that Sunday night. 
And our employees, without us even really saying that much, they come to us and they say that we are so excited to get in the, in the office on Monday. We love being here. But I think it really does stem from Kyle and I's love of life and love for being and doing what we do. I think it is kind of infectious to your point. Yeah. Well, and you care, and it sounds like you guys care about people as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like most people. <laughs> oh no no it, you know it's yeah no we love we love surrounding ourselves with people that are you know that, that are going to bring us up and bring each other up and bring the company up and move forward yeah We're and you pretty, and you also have to be challenging them too you've right. got to have them being the best version of themselves mm-hmm. as well. right. absolutely <clears throat> so you mentioned a, a habit a really hard habit you talked about kind of some other um, some things to help kind of break that. But what are some of the things that you help your clients in breaking mm-hmm. habits, breaking these ingrained different things well, in their life? The the habit and attitude are are both in the same lane. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're words that are used to replace one another almost. And and we aren't born with attitudes; they're learned behaviors. Check out this out. And do you have any idea what percentage of your performance is based on your attitude? I'd say a pretty high, Probably, high percentage. Yeah, 90%, I don't know. 100%. 100%. Huh. Uh, that makes sense. It dominates. It dominates. Now, this is the important point. By the time a child is 10 years of age, they have over 100,000 attitudes. Wow. Okay. Wow. Now, so they, you and I don't have to think anymore. Isn't that cool? Because an attitude is a predetermined response to a given stimuli. Somebody throws you the ball, you catch it. If you haven't learned how to catch, it hits you in the arm or you back away. I mean, it's based on what your attitude is about yourself as an athlete. And so it gets so specific to taste. You and I haven't even tasted our most favorite food yet. It's true. We have an attitude that we have. Mm -hmm. Haven't we? Yes, 100%. Very true. Millions of different meals out in the world. Mm -hmm. That, that's waiting for us. But if we order the same thing every time we go. So this is that whole process of I have got to stop trying to stop doing things and ask myself, how do I want it to be? Mm-hmm. And then recognize that in order for that to happen, I have to behave in accordance. And if I really want to be good at this, I have to behave as if which we've all heard before is you got to own the vision and then you got to, you know, and then you got to act like it. And, and that's what people end up doing is they end up acting and then they feel mm. like frauds inside of themselves. Right. Cause they're just acting and they really want all that, but it's still elusive. Yep. And when you recognize it's not the thing that you want, it's the feeling that you get from it. And the feeling is something that we are in control of. Right. Right. Circumstance. If you think about that, the stance you take within the circle, you find yourself. You just got to be it and live it. Right. Instead of acting like it. And know that it works. Exactly. And believe in it. Truly believe in. Just be it. Exactly. It it is what it is. Right. (laughs) Yoda. And that's you know, the, the education brings the science and the understanding. So people, yeah. when you say be it, they, they understand it. Right. And it, it's not today's the first day of the rest of your life. You know, I mean, yeah, that's a really a great statement, but it doesn't really change lives. Right. 
comes down to limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Larry, we appreciate your time. Um, we usually, could go for another couple hours, right, I think. But really <laughs> let me end it with one thing. Let me end yeah. it with one thing. I was just going to ask if you had something that people can work on. This is it right here. See the people the way you want them to be as if they're that way now. Treat people at a higher version of themselves and watch what happens to their performance. And don't be distracted if they wonder, what are you doing? Or I'm not really that good. Why do you see me that way? Pursue. See the best in people and you will not only bring out the best in them, you'll bring out the best in yourself. I love that. Yep. Because that can be applied in so many different parts of your life. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we're going to get that little plaque in the studio. Uh, It's true. uh, Mine's Sign it. literally turning right now. Yeah. Um, wow. So if people wanted to learn more about you, your book, your business, get you to speak, or just want to talk to you or follow you with your podcast, where can they find you? Go ahead. You and need to go to uh, pernio.com, and that's A-P-E-R-N-E-O.com, and they'll find out everything they need. Amazing. Awesome. Where, where can they find your book? Or where can we find your book? Because we, be, we will be picking it up. Well, it, it, I just did the audio version. It's it's oh. going to soon be. We weren't we weren't on Amazon because I had not done a trademark yet on a Pernio. So apparently, mm-hmm. discount things and all that. And I, you know, I'm finding all this out. Anyway, um, the best place to get the book right now is to go to the website. It'll okay, soon be it. on Amazon and everything cool. else. All right. Yeah, and then there's a Kindle edition that'll be out. So. Awesome. Cool. Well, Larry, yeah. thank you so much for your time. Yes. We are feeling so much enlightened. Energized. I, energized. And I'm oh. excited to walk away from this conversation and start applying some of this stuff. I yep. really am. Sometimes some, a little bit of validation is nice too. Um, you know, so, well, thank you, you know, so much, yeah. Larry. Hopefully You're we can follow welcome. up and have another episode and kind of dig more into the, just more neurology Absolutely. and just really getting right. out of the nitty-gritty. So. It was my pleasure, guys. Awesome. Thank you, thank sir. Thank you so much, Larry. You bet. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the Biz Bros Podcast. Just go ahead. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, type in Biz Bros. Find us. Listen to our stuff. Subscribe. Follow us on all those other cool social platforms. And we will see you guys and listen and talk and chat on the next episode of the Biz Bros Podcast.